We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. and the thunder's rumbling outside and a lot of lightning in the area. Right now we're under under a a severe thunderstorm warning here in our area. Let me give you the uh, rundown on that. i got to pull it up for you, and I can talk to you about that. It's going to be until 645, but uh, look for a lot of, uh, you know, wind and things of that nature. I, I got in. Oh, I guess it was right around 5.20, and uh, I sat down downstairs before I came in for a while because it was just really blowing outside and raining, and I knew it would be like I took a shower if I got out. And, went for, and I'm not that far from the door where I park, I'll tell you that. But there is a severe thunderstorm warning for southern Lono County in central Arkansas, northeastern Grant County, northwestern Jefferson County, uh, and uh, here in Pulaski County in central Arkansas. At uh, 5.56 this morning, the severe thunderstorm was located over Sheridan, uh, moving northeast at 60 miles per hour. Man, that's rolling. And... uh, the big hazard with that right now is there's no uh, tornadic activity they're seeing, but it does have quarter-sized hail uh, in it. Uh, there could be damage to vehicles uh, because of that hail. In fact, it's expected. Locations being impacted are uh, Sheridan, Whitehall, England, Wrightsville, Redfield, uh, Humphrey, Humnook, Keogh, Cane Creek, Ironton, Estes, uh, Toltec Mound State Park, East End, Orion, Pine Bluff Arsenal, War Britain, and Sweet Home. This includes Interstate 530. So if you're coming in to work uh, from the Pine Bluff area, know that you're going to run into some torrential rain. Uh, And it's happening between mile markers 2 and 37. Uh, they're asking that for your protection to move to an interior room on the lowest floor of a building. So that's what we have right now. We have a severe thunderstorm warning up until 645. And uh, Ken Yang has just come in. Did he give you a, a blow you in through the door? Is that what happened? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> it's windy out there. It is windy out. Is it, is it raining like it was? Yeah, still raining pretty hard. Yep. Okay, so... Just know that this is going to be happening 
uh, up until almost seven o'clock. So if you're on your way to work, slow down. There's going to be a lot of uh, wet on the road, and you know you can hide your plane. If you got one of those, uh, uh, you know, vans or anything like that, or you're driving a big pickup truck, this wind could blow you around pretty good on the road. So both hands on the wheel. All right. Uh, so uh, be careful out there. Biggest story out this morning is a national story. President Joe Biden will withdraw all, let me reiterate that, all U.S. troops from Afghanistan by September 11th, which uh, you probably know is the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks on America. Uh, Wall Street Journal saying that the symbolic but arbitrary date shows the decision is driven less by facts on the ground than a political desire that is also a strategic gamble. History suggests U.S. interests will suffer. Senator Lindsey Graham said that a full withdrawal from Afghanistan is so irresponsible it makes the Biden administration policies at the border look sound. So uh, a lot of people are not happy with what the uh, the president's saying. President Trump had said he wanted to remove troops from Afghanistan, but he was doing it in a more coordinated, slow way. He was getting those troops out of there. Uh, whatever, whatever we got done in Afghanistan, once the last troop steps up off the ground onto a plane and flies out, is gone. I'm just letting you know it right now. Taliban's ready to take back over. Uh, in Afghanistan, although I, I could argue the point that I've thought that that was the case anyway. It didn't matter how long we stayed there. Yeah. Um, man, the days that keep on going that I keep sounding like Rand Paul. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm not against you know being the most dominant you know country in the world and superpower. With the, you know, superpower and with with that comes you know having troops in different countries and whatnot but historically that is a region that no country has ever had success they don't call it a graveyard for <laughs> nothing and uh you know at some point i think the u.s can still have interests there in the middle east without having troops over there that uh, we continue to send our uh children over there to to die and we continue to spend a lot of money over there uh and and what what interests you know what interests what does it really help the united states uh because uh, last time i checked president trump did a pretty good job of getting rid of isis yeah something you don't hear much about anymore but you did hear a lot about under president obama and the growth of uh isis but um you know it's it's time to go uh but i think setting a a date is always bad precedent when you announce a date to the world yeah that that that's that's the main part that i don't like and (laughs) and i understand the symbolic reasoning behind it we have been it it has been 20 years or will be 20 years on uh september 11th i I, seems like it's more of a political stunt than a foreign policy decision but i will say this we've got enough troops in that area in the world correct in other places that if we have to 
to respond to something if the taliban starts training terrorists again mm-hmm. we can go and make the little rocks that we made earlier over there make them even smaller if we have to that's right <laughs> there I mean, you go. to be honest yeah that's all that's over there for the most part you know and uh i know that they're saying that the the um things that have the progress that has happened especially for women there being able to get educated and things of that nature will probably stop but sooner or later the people who live in that country has to tell the taliban to go pound sand and fight back that's right and we can't just keep propping them up and i and and i agree with you on that absolutely agree with it even president trump understood that like i said i thought that he was making a coordinated effort to get us out of there but in a slower methodology you just i i don't think you can just you know pick up your tent and go home so to speak no i think you make a mistake when you do that because then you leave a power vacuum and something will fill that power vacuum uh, we we should have learned that over in Vietnam. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we should have. Well, something always fills the power vacuum, whether it's Afghanistan, Iraq, Yugoslavia. Uh, Iran. Yeah, Iran. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I've always said if if we, we have overstayed our welcome over there, um, you know, if we want to stay over there for that long, might as well go and, in, uh, you know, join up with Israel and get rid of the... Uh, awful government iran did you see that dude over in iran made the not iran iraq no iran made the statement that uh he basically said that the israelis did a great job in attacking them in this last this last attack (laughs) he said that they they attacked one substation which uh was giving the electricity to thousands of centrifuges and destroyed uh, those centrifuges when they took out the power. Uh, Netanyahu said, hey, look, we did what we thought we had to do. It gives us more time to, pre- to, to prepare for when the balloon's really going to go up. Yeah. Because they're, they're preparing for war with Iran. Iran has not shown any propensity not to want right. to push Israel off into the Mediterranean. I mean, they're looking to get rid of them. That's exactly what they want to do. Uh, they weren't part of the Abraham Accords, okay, that uh, Trump got together. Trump, nobody ever talks about that. He did great things over in the Middle East. Yeah. But they never give him, they never give him credit. Of course not. He did, he had great, great foreign policy uh, uh, under the Trump administration and all the stuff that we withdrew, withdrew from, all the stuff that we, we signed on to and and uh holding people accountable i mean people say oh these national leaders don't like him well they respected him because you know then you don't have to like president trump they respected him and president trump held them accountable for anything that they signed if they said they were going to give money you need to give that amount of money to have a seat at the table if you're going to do this you're going to do it if you don't do it then uh you know we're going to charge you some other way. That's right. <laughs> That's the way he was, he was telling what was going to happen. When we come back, uh, Ken Yang is here. He's chairman of the Saline County uh, Republican Party. We're going to talk some more about that with him. 
uh, as the show goes through today. Uh, let you know that we got a full show today. Uh, when we come back, CNN caught red-handed saying that they reported propaganda on their TV to get rid of Trump. We'll talk about that by their own admission. They're, my my buddy, uh, James of uh, Veritas, got him on camera and they admitted to it. Unbelievable what he got, what they said. And so uh, we'll talk about that. And then in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman uh, will be with us from Washington, D.C. We'll talk with them about this infrastructure program where infrastructure doesn't mean infrastructure and bipartisan has a whole new definition as well. So we got a lot of things to talk about today here. I feel like I'm in the book 1984, Newspeak. I'm just telling you, I feel that way now. When I tell you what they say bipartisanship now is, is amazing. All right, we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll do more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. With all the rain that's going right now, with all this uh, heavy weather that's moving through, if your roof was in some bad shape before, maybe in worse shape after, uh, quarter-size hail is falling in areas, uh, if you have hail damage, uh, uh, you may want to give the folks at PI Roofing a call. I won't say may, I say give them a call. That's where I got my roof replaced. We had a hail storm uh, up in, in Cabot, and like a hail can happen in a very small area within a thunderstorm. So if you happen to be the person that gets the hail, you'll want PI Roofing to come out and take a look at your roof because hail destroys your shingles like that. I mean, it just it just does a lot of damage. And they'll get up there, and if they see that damage, they'll call your insurance people, get the appraiser out, and get everything, uh, all the skids greased real good and get your uh, roof fixed and back in order. That's PI Roofing, 707-3551, 707-3551, or you can go online and get to them as well, piroofing.com. All right, so have you seen this story about CNN? I have not. Have you been reading it? It's Mm-mm. unbelievable. Let me uh, I mean, it pull doesn't it surprise here. me, but uh, no, yeah, I Yeah, but seen that it. they admitted it is uh, kind of surprising to me, the way that they admitted it. Let me get to, get to that. i pull well, it up here. Well, I mean, it's just like the other day. They had that, well, what they call news story, you know, chastising Fox News for not having their taking selfies with their vaccine card. And I just, you know, saying how awful Fox was and the mm-hmm. employees there were awful for not getting the vaccine. And it's just like, how I don't get how that's news. All right. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, released explosive video yesterday that showed CNN technical director Charlie Chester admitting that the network worked to get President Donald Trump out of office. No surprise there. We've all known it. But to have them admit it is, is, and there's another thing they admitted I'm going to get to in just a second, out of office and that the network creates propaganda on issues they know little about. While explosive the footage likely will not come as a surprise to many, polling has shown that CNN is the least trusted cable news network and is the most divisive media brand in the country. Won't hear that from Biden. On uh, CNN and its employees working to oust Trump from office, Chester made the following remarks 
throughout various encounters that he had with an undercover Project Veritas journalist. Quote, look, what we did, we, meaning CNN, got Trump out. I'm 100% going to say it. And I 100% believe that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. I came to CNN because I wanted to be a part of that. It's going to be our focus, like our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be climate change awareness. On CNN, created propaganda to damage Trump, Chester said. Trump's hand was shaking or whatever, I think. We brought in so many medical people to tell a story that was all speculation that he was neurologically damaged and he was losing it. He's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. That's what I think. That's propaganda. I think there's a COVID fatigue now. So like whenever a news story comes up, CNN's going to latch on to it. They've already announced in our office that once the public is will be open to it. We're going to start focusing mainly on climate change. I have a feeling that it's going to be like constantly showing videos of decline in ice and weather warming up and like the effects it's having on the economy. Climate change is the next pandemic-like story that will beat to death. But that one's got longevity. You know what I mean? Like there's a definitive ending to the pandemic It'll taper off to a point that it's not a problem anymore. Climate change, however, can take years. So we'll probably be able to milk that quite a bit. Be prepared. It's coming. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. When asked if CNN was going to use fear to push their agenda, Chester said, quote, yeah, fear sells. That's 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 unbelievable that he sat down with a reporter and just was sitting there chewing the fat and said all that unbelievable unbelievable so what are they up to right now well they got somebody in their in their crosshairs you know who it is what's the big story that's been out there banging around Uh, well you got uh the stuff on DeSantis and the stuff on uh, Congressman Gates. Now, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, again, this is technical director Charlie Chester admitting that the network has aggressively covered the allegations that have been made against Gates to, quote, keep hurting him, unquote, because it would be, in their words, not mine, great for the Democratic Party. At you know, look, when you come to my show, you know it's an opinion-driven show. Yep. You know where I stand. Supposedly, when you go to CNN, you go there for news. That's not what you're getting. And that technical – the technical director is right under the director, all right? He's like number two guy sitting there. Um, Heidi went through uh, media training in college. Tell you, technical director pushes all the buttons and – he works with the director and says, we got this piece, this clip, we got that clip. And then you can, 
between those two people, they can sit down and determine how they want to deliver any story and how they want to bend. And that's the way they do now bend any story. So when you watch CNN, be aware, be aware. And by the way, don't expect NBC, CBS, ABC to report on this. And don't expect that the president's going to say, you know, thanks to CNN for helping us Democrats. That well, all the other stations, they probably saw this story and they probably had a uh, in-person staff meeting to say, "Hey, don't be, don't be saying these things." Don't uh, stand, don't sit down with James O'Keefe on camera and say, "This guy kept saying so." He said, "Don't ask me that." Don't. And then he'd say something, yeah. and he's running away from him as he's saying stuff, and he finally jumps in the car and speeds away. So it's, it's really amazing. It's an absolutely amazing little segment. So if you get a chance to see it. Uh, look it up. You can look, just go to projectveritas.com and uh, you can watch all of it up close and personal, as they like to say. Listen, we got to get to the news, Ken. So when we come back, uh, anything on your mind about what's going on in Saline County you want to talk about? Sure. Okay. Well, we'll do that in just a second then. News is next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay with us. Ken Yang in the studio with me here on 1011. All right, we're back. Ken Yang is here uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, we had Senator Alan Clark on Monday uh, here and uh, talked about that new hate crime bill that they passed. And they don't call it hate crimes bill, but everybody knows uh, that's what it is. And I want to talk about a statement put out by Walmart. We're going to do that in a moment. I want to remind you, though, about St. Clarity uh, uh, Residential Cleaning and they do deep cleaning of your home. And uh, that's not typically the type of cleaning any of us do when we're cleaning up our house, all right? I, I don't get into the corners in the kitchen uh, with a razor blade or anything and, and, and get the, the dirt out of the corners that sometimes, you know, when you mop, it's in there and it, it dries in the corner. They get that out. They go in and get that out of your house. That's deep cleaning. If they come to my house, it's going to take them four hours just to 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 dust. All right. I mean, <laughs> if they got like little, I don't know, little kind of, uh, I don't know, something to get the dust off because it's about three inches thick <laughs> on some of the some of my my around my books. I mean, I got. I took out a book the other day about on on Teddy Roosevelt that I was going to read, and I blew on the top of it, and uh, I sneezed for about twenty minutes because of all the dust I put in the air. I'm I'm not a person. That I hate dusting, and so does my wife. So it doesn't get done very much. So when I have them come over to the house, it's going to be nice just getting all that out. They dust, and then they'll run. The, then they run the sweeper. You never run the sweeper, then you dust. That's counter productive but uh, the folks at uh, st clarity will do a great job for you typically 2550 square foot uh or or less down to 1500 square foot is 300 bucks and uh with us here at uh, 1011 fm you can get that for just 150 by calling uh, 404-6560 after nine o'clock talk to chuck and he'll get you a certificate for 150 bucks and it's good for a 300 cleaning and uh, if you have them come in and deep clean your house you'll know your house has been cleaned all right that's state clarity residential cleaning 
uh, know that they're ready to serve you and we're ready to serve you save you a lot of money 404 6560 talk to chuck after nine o'clock he gets in a little after nine so you'll want to do that by the way gina was just talking about the trip uh we're about a third of the bus sold out now we're going to uh to see the ark so if you're wanting to go you need to go to littlerocktours.com uh or call uh, 1-800-TOUR-BUS and uh, make your reservation uh we're going to travel down up to branson first and spend a couple of days there and we're going to see the uh, sight and sounds production of uh, jesus and a couple other shows uh that are in the uh, the area in fact brooke who comes on the show with gina it's gina's daughter uh, is going to be performing uh as well you get to see her live and in person uh there at one of the performances and then we'll be on the road i think we're going to stop for like lunch in st louis get all the way to louisville uh and spend the night and then the next day our big day is to get on the bell of louisville the uh, paddle boat and go out on the ohio river and have dinner out there and then the next day go to see the ark and if you've never seen the ark you gotta see it it's i mean i had this vision in my mind all right that i i I had a big big boat in mind all right but not that big oh wow it's big big in fact it's i i heard that it's the biggest wooden structure uh that's been built that's cool so you can go see that and then you go inside and you get inside they got all kinds they show you how they would have fed the animals how they got rid of the feces of the animals and all of that and and there was a lot of room i mean i would think that you could got on that ark and if you didn't want to see anybody you stayed on one end of it and they stayed at the other you wouldn't even have been able to see each other it's (laughs) it's big big so that's happening again it's it's uh one eight hundred tour bus. That's the number to call, or go to littlerocktours.com, and you can do everything you want to do there online. All right, so let's get back talk to Ken. You said that you had some information real quickly that you want to pass on about what's going on in Sling County. Yeah, uh, I, it's more uh, city oriented in the city of Benton. Uh, okay. they've been debating about whether to continue uh, the AMP tax. Which continue means raising your taxes. You know, they yep. like to say continue, but if it's 1.5% and it's dropping down to zero and you make it 1.5% again, that's a, that's a tax, tax increase. increase. And, uh, you know, the city council can vote to continue it themselves, or they could vote to put it to the people, which I think only one city councilman currently wants to do that, which is sad. And, uh, you know, they talk about how they have all these plans, these buildings, campsite. Uh, uh, Stuart Walton was at the Benton Chamber yesterday talking about the benefits of bike trails. Oh, bike oh my gosh, no. You know where um, they get the money for the back the bike trails? From your gas tax. There you go. That's where they and get so it And so I think the, the biggest thing, you know, all those projects, you know, the current AMP tax help pay for the Benton Event Center and some other things, which is nice. But uh, sometimes you have to stop and say, well, we got more pressing things to handle, such as the uh, water pipe system in downtown Benton, where people in downtown Benton that live near there no longer have water pressure. Why? Because the pipes were built in 1916. 
and they're only <laughs> slated to last for about 80 to 100 years. Yeah. Well, we've passed that now. Yeah, we got past that now. So instead of worrying about 1.5%, let's worry about infrastructure so that when you do end up bringing in more businesses, more buildings and whatnot, you don't have to worry about the pipes and the infrastructure. You know, handle it now. And, uh, you know, I often told, well, it's just just 1.5%, Dave. It's just $1.50 for every $100 you spend. I said, well, if that's the only tax I was paying, then I said, okay. But I got, when I go, if you stay at a hotel, you're paying the AMP tax, you're paying the city tax, the county tax, the state sales tax, and whatever hospitality tax there also. And uh, um, we are the third highest in the nation when it comes to state and local tax average in the United States of America. Wow. And I tell you. So call your city councilman in uh, you know city of Benton. Tell them you don't want the continuation of the AMP tax until they fix the stuff that they need to fix in the city. Now, that that sounds like a good idea to me. That's that's the smart way yeah. of doing things. But whoever said politicians were already smart? Well, they tell us taxes, that, they, they tell us crazy. that we don't know what 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 they know, and that we def, we definitely need this one per five point one point five percent. What I do know that the people know is that they see their bank accounts getting smaller during COVID, and they see their bank accounts getting smaller while we continue to raise taxes in this state. Well, that's the way it always works. Uh, you know, if they raise taxes, you're always going to have to pay for it. It's going to, you know, you're, it, you need to call your city councilman and say, no, don't do this. And if you don't call them, then don't bitch that's That's just the way it is all right (laughs) can't complain about it if you don't do anything about it all right let's talk to willie willie you live down in that area don't you yeah right in benton dave okay so you're looking forward to continuing paying one and a half percent right no as a matter of fact (laughs) next year i'm running for benton city council cool and my main priority is going to be these lousy roads around here yeah. You go up to North Arkansas out in the mountain roads where there's nobody. Yeah. They're so they're so nice. It's unreal. Well that's that's because of Walmart. We're gonna talk about Walmart in just a moment. Anyway. Uh Ken, Ken <laughs> Sir You've been on these lousy roads, hadn't you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you hear city councilmen talk about how they're gonna fix their roads, but nothing happens. And then another thing they didn't, they didn't plan for any driveways around here. Okay. What What do you mean they didn't plan for any driveways? They, they they park on the side of the street. Okay, so they didn't. Because, because there are no driveways. Yeah, which, which makes it tough to get around when you're driving around the town, correct, in the subdivisions? Right, Dave. Yeah, I, I understand. You know, I, I don't. That doesn't affect me that much because I don't live in Benton, to be yeah. honest. But I would think that Bentonites is that what you guys call yourself? Are you Bentonites? Anyway, we're just we just know that we're better than Bryant. <laughs> Bentonian. Uh, I'll let you go, Willie. We're going to talk here, but, but but yeah, yeah. Having to, I remember. I can't remember what the the senator or 
or the state representative's name was when they were talking about dirt roads. And he said, no kid should have to grow up on a dirt road. That yeah. It was a terrible thing to do to a child that it scarred them. His words, I'm like, scarred them for life. And maybe that's why I'm so against taxes because I got scarred for life because I lived on a dirt road and I'm talking in, I lived in a place called Hessville, which was on the other side of the tracks from Hammond. Hammond had paved roads. We had dirt roads. But I got to tell you what, didn't scar me. Oh, no big deal. I rem- I will. I do remember when they, they paved them, though. I remember they came out and laid the asphalt down. The main roads need to be good. Yes. And, and especially in our communities. And, and I know the city councilman and the mayor is under a lot of pressure to do a lot of stuff. I know this is not the only thing that they have to do. But uh, I always just encourage anybody in politics, before you talk about raising taxes or continuing taxes, look about have you had that discussion of where to save, where to cut? Mm-hmm. And the answer is typically no. Or the answer is, just, oh, yeah, we have, but it, it was probably like a, you know, real quick, <laughs> we have. Not, you know, have we thought about creative ways, but uh, – you know, and just the idea of fixing pipes downtown that gives me that gives me a headache. I was like, I don't even I wouldn't want to be mayor to have to deal with the problem of fixing an entire infrastructure. Um, so I don't envy them. But stop stop sticking your hand into my pocket and taking my money. Yeah, you know, what they do is they put your, they take money out of your left pocket and put some money in your right pocket. Not as much as they took out in your left pocket. Then they'll reach up. After they put the money in your right pocket and reach in your wallet out of your back pocket and take more money out of that. Right. That's just that's the way they do it. It's, it's a shell game. Just keep that in mind. Uh, quickly looking at Dustin Turner. And Dustin Turner is a realtor that you should look into seriously if you're wanting to sell your home because he's got the marketing plan that will help that happen. And right now the housing market for sellers is red hot and the reason it's red hot right now i mean it's glowing i mean you turn out the lights and some subdivisions from outer space they're glowing you can see them because the market's so hot uh inventory is low there's not as many houses being put out to sell and the fewer houses that you have supply and demand the fewer houses there is the more you're going to pay to get one of those houses bidding wars happen because of that and then your interest rates are low, so there's money available to the people who want to buy, but they may be paying more, and I'm going to tell you, they will be paying more to get into homes today. But how do you get your home in front of everybody else's home so that buyer out there that wants to buy looks at your house first and purchases it for the amount you want or more? Well, you turn to Dustin Turner. You give him a call. He'll take care of you. 501-952-2969, 501-952-2969, or go online to hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com. All right, so let me read a – when we had State Senator uh, Clark on, one of the things R.D. Hopper said is that SB – 622, which is a hate crime legislation, that if they passed it, future legislators could change it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, the state senator agreed to that. 
Here's what people didn't think was going to happen. That the people on the left, and it amazes me that when I have to say people on the left, I got to put Walmart in that lefty category now, mm. are going to have uh, their, in, their say immediately. Here's what Walmart said. This is from Doug McMillan, president and CEO of Walmart. We were pleased to see the Arkansas legislature pass needed and long overdue hate crimes legislation. While more work needs to be done to strengthen their proposal, changes are coming. It was important for Arkansas to join the 47 other states that have adopted these protections for their citizens. You have the Bill of Rights. You already have those protections. We believe it's good for Arkansas to be a welcoming place and to be seen as such with decisions like this one. Unfortunately, a number of bills being considered by the legislature targeting the LGBTQ+, plus, that's the first time I've seen that. I didn't know. Is it LGBTQ+, plus now all the time? There's plus. They add IA. I don't know. Okay, so plus community are troubling and work against that goal. These kinds of bills make it harder for employers to grow, recruit, and retain talent that contributes to the state's economic growth. We will continue to advocate on behalf of our associates so their voices are heard and protected. That's the uh, the piece that they put out yesterday. Here's, here's the stuff to pay really close attention to, to it. While more work needs to be done, is there, and then they, uh, they get in here and say, unfortunately, a number of bills being considered by the legislature targeting the LGBTQ plus community are troubling and a work against this goal. That's troubling statements from the CEO up in Walmart. And if you don't think Walmart doesn't swing a big stick in the legislature, you mm. need to go up there and just pay attention for a few days. But Dave, the governor said he didn't talk to any corporate interests. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, that's what he says. I, <laughs> you know, I think that, that he wants to be on the corporate board of Walmart. You know, I, I, the, the hate crimes bill... You know, the, the, we've often we often said that. You know, my my other life, I work at family council, but even even interviewed just as a citizen. You know, I'm I'm against hate crimes legislation. You know, uh, for those that are watching on on Facebook, you know, I'm a, I'm both a, of us are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm an Asian man, and both of us aren't. No, Asian I'm men. not. I'm not Asian. <laughs> I'm a white supremacist, according to the left. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. You really think passing this will prevent me from getting beat up or murdered or lynched or whatever when I walk on the side when I walk on the street or to the store or what happened to that gentleman in in Oak at Oakland? It, it's it's not going to prevent anything. It just makes you feel good. And everyone kept talking about checking the box. And it's just, you know, like, well, we may have to do something worse. No, you pass this. You're going you're going to continually. I mean, Walmart just ha- has said you're going to continually hear about this bill yep. and amending it going forward. So you didn't stop. You didn't stop anything. Well, here's the big thing. Walmart is making it uh, 
very clear that they're they're having no problem with young people being uh, butchered in in a surgical room. Yeah, no one no one wants to talk about gender dysphoria. Everyone wants to the, the left and people in that realm wants to prey on our sympathies and our empathies and our compassion for children and families, which we all, we all have that. Then our compassion resulted in the bills that we passed, protecting girls when they play sports, protecting children so they don't do stuff to their bodies that are, that are that's irreversible. Uh, and so that, you know, it, it does come from compassion because we can't normalize something that's not, not normal. And, uh, you know, I often say we should start a organization it's to, called Take Back Our Alphabet because how many, how many more letters are, gonna, are they going to add to the end of that thing? Jeez. Yeah, well, they change those all the time. There are two sexes, it's male and female. You're born with one or you're born without one. Now, don't get facts messed up with emotions here, all right? <laughs> don't get that don't get that going. You can look down your pants and know what you are. That's what I always say, but <laughs> people don't pay attention to what I'm saying and there I don't understand why a lot of these kids that are are boys that are competing against the girls, they're not going through gender assignment surgery no they're, they're not whacking off their 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 twig and berries they're yeah. not doing that they're okay? just taking the minimum hormone treatments so that they can compete on the other side and win and ruin the lives of young girls and making sure they don't get the scholarships that the these young girls so deserve i agree i'm, I'm, I'm interested when it will hit the wnba when, did you see the, what the NCAA said the other day? Yeah. They said for people, these states that are passing laws like we're passing here, yeah. don't expect them to come here and have one of their big dues. I don't expect, I didn't expect to see the Final Four here anyway. Yeah. You know, but just, just keep that in, keep that in mind. The, we're being forced by companies now to make the country into their image. That's something to keep in mind as well. And I'm, I'm a free uh, uh, trader and a capitalist as well, but it moves out of capitalism into corporatism when they start telling you how you got to live your life through right. your uh, elected officials. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to join up with uh, Congressman French Hill and Congressman Bruce Westerman in the final hour today. We make our trip to Washington, D.C., weekly trip. Uh, with the two congressmen here in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. to the uh, Dave Ellswick Show, and let me just proudly proclaim that we are not CNN. I just just, want to proudly proclaim that here on the air today after 
we went through a half hour going over CNN at technical director admitting that they put out propaganda against Trump to get Trump out of office. Only truth here. Yeah, and going for and, and going after Getz as as well, uh, and trying to get him out of office down in in Florida. Uh, they haven't they haven't gone after De, uh, DeSantis as much as. Because I guess NBC is doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, can I, what can I say? Hey, uh, we've got uh, Congressman French Hill here. And uh, Congressman, I was telling uh, Ken Yang, who's sitting here in the studio with me, that I was wondering if you had gotten Pelosi and Biden's lexicon so that you can understand their uh, their form of news speak now. I mean, they've changed the whole definition of infrastructure and uh, when you say bi- bipartisan now, the way that they they say something's bipartisan is not when you vote on it, you know, did any Republicans vote on it? Now it's they take it out to the country and they say, well, we know that there's some Republicans out in the country somewhere that agree with what we're doing. <laughs> well, isn't that the truth? But I'm still picturing Brother Dave coming down the center aisle to say, Lord, I am not CNN. I am not CNN. You, you are right about that. You are absolutely. I said, but I don't CNN. How's that one for you? I love it. Well, listen, it's great to be with you. And, and yes, everything is infrastructure now. Uh, Martha was going down to get a light bulb. I needed at ACE over the weekend. I said, good, you're making our first big infrastructure move in our, in our family. <laughs> Hopefully we get a federal grant for that. Uh, and so they have, I think, uh, Senator Gillibrand, the uh, poster child of that uh, over last week in the news cycle, basically saying everything is infrastructure, child care, every social service is infrastructure. And it just even... Uh, the Democratic media in Washington thought that was ridiculous. So we have that debate going on. And uh, so I hear you. The bottom line is that anything we do uh, is not been bipartisan since January 20th. And I want to be very clear about that. Biden frequently says, oh, I invited Republican senators down to the White House as one of my first meetings on the $1.9 trillion. And, of course, they didn't support it. So he said, well, we're just going to go without them. But I consulted with them. Well, that's ridiculous. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, Ken, Ken Yang works uh, at the state legislature. You follow politics intimately. Bipartisan is where both sides come together on a more narrow scope and uh, produce a bill that may not be perfect uh, and doesn't meet every far left or far right uh, initiative, but that it has the support of a bipartisan uh, working majority in the House and Senate. And Joe Biden, having been a senator since I was 18 years old, uh, could be a a force for good there. But he's absolutely bought off on the Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Nancy Pelosi, far left line. There's not anything moderate or centrist about the way Joe Biden is actually governing. Yeah, I I saw... Bernie Sanders was quoted in the news the other day uh, saying that everything is infrastructure, just like Gillibrand did. I mean, this is the new talking point from from the left. Everything is infrastructure. We have a lot of your listeners who work for (laughs) cities and counties. They work for road contractors. They work for people that truly build infrastructure around central Arkansas. There's no doubt. 
But let me tell you what the Joe Biden proposal is. And by the way, there's no law written. There's no bill. There's just right. a memo, like a talking point from the White House. This is the Green New Deal with a $2 trillion tax increase. And what's sprinkled into it is, you know, that normal amount of federal spending for roads, bridges, uh, mass transit in the urban areas, and broadband, which things I, I think we would all generally agree are infrastructure. Yeah. But they come with the Green New Deal mandates. And I don't think business is going to find that attractive. And $1.9 trillion on top of the $5 trillion that we've spent in the last 12 months is, again, not targeted, not focused, not bipartisan. And I don't know an administration in American history that proposes to raise taxes, raise regulations, raise mandates in the midst of coming out of an economic recession where you're still trying to get 10, 11, 12 million people back into the labor force. So I guess some of the problems that I have that I'm getting from the White House is that they say broadband, and I agree with you. I think broadband is something that has to be addressed in this country. However, they don't say how they're going to address it. They just give a figure of how much they're going to throw at it. And and let me zero in on that word throw. We don't yep. know where that money's going. It's just going to be thrown out there. Dave, boy, you are you're like uh, we are reading from the same uh, hymnal. Just last night, I was arguing this case because you know, has Governor Hutchinson and the state legislature have been very attentive to improving broadband, both before the pandemic and mm-hmm. during the pandemic, uh, in an excellent way. Going back four years, I've been very impressed with their strategy to expand. Uh, the reach of high-speed broadband around the Arkansas, and we're one of the worst states. So that's point one. Uh, next, we are taxed. Every time you use your cell phone, look at your cell phone bill. You'll see a user fee in there that's a tax, and part of that money goes to extend universal service for telephones, but it also goes into supporting broadband reach. That's right. Next, USDA provides grants in broadband, and the there are other broad grants uh, that the CARES Act had. So your point is exactly right. Sure, we're for broadband, but let's inventory all the money we're spending now, both with state taxpayer resources, local tax resources, and the work that the federal government has done, say, over the past four years. And you tell me, what is the now niche targeting that we ought to be focused on? And to me, it's about access. And I'm afraid the Democrats are now, because of their urban constituency, now think about this, their urban constituency, they think the federal government should mandate up and down speeds, meaning the speed of your Internet service, up and down, uh, should mandate that and make sure that it's you know equal across the whole country. Well, that is just not doable. We'll be talking about this for, you know, decades. We need to let the marketplace work. We need competition there. And so I think access for rural states like Arkansas and entrepreneurship and bringing the private sector in like the approach that ASA has taken uh, is the right way to go. Well, they'll be talking about it, uh, Congressman, as my dad would have said, till the cows come home. Yeah, we don't want these important things to become talking points or fads or just knee-jerk reaction. But my experience in D.C. for six years, having been in business for 40, 
for both Republicans and Democrats, but much more so on Democrats, is they make emotional decisions without the full analytical background or the pros and cons, the cost-benefit analysis, or a look at the unattended consequences. They just rush to judgment, rush to a decision, rush to say they passed a bill that does X or Y, and it frustrates the heck out of me, and it's why we have these enormous bills that aren't well-targeted. And we just, uh, you know, you cannot tell me that we do a good job spending taxpayer money at the federal level. In fact, yesterday, hold on to your hat, the IRS commissioner testified before the Senate Finance Committee and said he estimates it could be $1 trillion that the IRS doesn't properly connect to collect, up to a trillion dollars that's owed but not collected due to mismanagement and insufficient resources at the IRS. To me, that's frightening. All right. My guest is Congressman French Hill. He'll be with us to the bottom of the hour. Then we'll have Rush. Then we'll take a break. And then we'll have Congressman Bruce Westerman on. And he's going to talk about infrastructure as well. It's a big topic. It's a huge bill. And it's a lot of money, and we need to know where that money's going to go so they don't just waste it. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk further about it with the congressman. Ken Yang is here. He's got some questions as well, congressman. So we'll be back to talk and get his questions as well. Don't forget that uh, Applied Research Center wants you to to know that their ARC walk-in clinic, which is over there on uh, Rodney Parham, right next to Burger King, down from the uh, party time, Uh, is now offering COVID-19 rapid testing and treatment. That includes a rapid test and medical evaluation. Treatment and follow-up visits are included if the test is positive. Now, for you to get involved with the COVID-19 rapid testing, which will keep you from having to quarantine yourself, uh, perhaps, uh, is... uh, you know, it's fast. It's why it's called rapid testing. You can go in, get it done, and and get results back on on, on the uh, the quick upswing. If you just call 501-954-7822, they'll schedule you for a visit so that you can get this done. That's 501-954-7822 to schedule an appointment for your COVID-19 rapid testing and treatment at the ARC walk-in clinic on Rodney Parham. All right, uh, Ken Yang's with me, the uh, chairman of the Saline County GOP, and he's got a question for the congressman. Yeah, I, I just want to get your take. I know a few of your colleagues have uh, talked about uh, you know, our Secretary of Transportation's comments about our highway system being inherently racist, and I think the Democrats... I think in this infrastructure package, it basically, in my opinion, doesn't get talked enough, admitted they don't like our highway system. You know, they're, they've talked about uh, for years, like tearing down certain highways as you tearing down the Claiborne Expressway over there in New Orleans and, and other places. So I just didn't know what your thoughts on, you know, there's always isms tossing around and, and now, you know, our highway system's inherently racist. So how do you solve infrastructure if we have a racist uh, highway system. Well, I'll take that as a serious question and, and say <laughs> that, uh, uh, you know, I think talk like that is uh, 
crazy at one level, which is we have the infrastructure system we have. We have the highway system that we have. We want to make it better, safer, more effective for all the metropolitan areas and rural areas that depend on it. And it's not, you know, systemically racist. With that said, uh, I really urge people to look at Amity Schley's great new book on the Great Society of Lyndon Johnson's uh, a systematic social policy uh, that started urban renewal, uh, mm-hmm. that destroyed a lot of cities and a lot of uh, uh, ruined neighborhoods, created freeways in the middle of African-American neighborhoods, all in the name of uh, a better, great society, orchestrated by the Johnson administration. And a lot of the vestiges of these comments come from that, when their neighborhoods were bulldozed by the federal government for something better. And Amity, in her book, outlines the colossal failure of that in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, in everything you just referenced, Ken. So I think we have to recognize that some people bring to this discussion a legacy of challenges. And I believe the right way to handle that is to say, look, we're about the future. We're about building a better state, a better community. That's what we're about. And yes, there are all kinds of mistakes in our past, but let's move forward in a positive way. And let's not focus on mistakes in the past. But when you look at the Great Society, the mistakes of the Johnson administration uh, in uh, there, not to say that some of the things he, he did were, were all bad. I'm not making that charge. But on your point about infrastructure and the urban renewal time, which was a huge part of that bill in the housing and urban development arena, I think you'll find that's a root of some of these concerns. Well, um, you know, that that just makes me curious. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but... You know, in in in, a, in those instances where where uh, Linda B. Linda Johnson and, and the Democrats that, that did that, um, I mean, how how would you would you you don't have to really have that in your district, but how would you address that now? Like, would you get rid of the highway, or how how would you help the infrastructure of a community that was decimated uh, by that? Well, let, let's we can talk frankly about Little Rock, Arkansas. Ask my brothers and sisters in the African American Central Business District community about their views about the Wilbur Mills uh, Expressway mm. connecting I thirty to uh, the Outer Loop in West Little Rock. That destroyed uh, the main street of African American uh, community on Ninth Street, uh, which was a booming. A uh, very fun place uh, in my childhood before that freeway was built, you know, in the early 1970s, named for the Democrat Ways and Means chairman who got it appropriated. And, and people complain about it today. And, and I love, uh, you know, discussing that issue with our mayor, Frank Scott. Frank Scott says, let's increase investment south of 630. You've heard that statement. This goes back to that terrible legacy, uh, which probably improved transportation in Little Rock, but it's deemed as uh, uh, stabbing in the heart of the then uh, black business community along 9th Street uh, in our beloved capital city. So that that legacy. So what do you do about it? Well, you do what we're all doing at 50 for the Future, the Little Rock Chamber of Commerce, the mayor, the city council. You focus on improving lives south of 630. And you do that with economic development. You do that with business and jobs. You do that with policing, better policing, uh, all those things. And so, but you can't go backwards. Can't go backwards. Or, you you know, is someone proposing to tear out the Wilbur Mills Freeway? I think that's a highly impractical, (laughs) you know, you can almost say, you know, ignorant 
idea. Yep. Or maybe we'll say a Neanderthal idea. Let's say it's a Neanderthal. Yeah, it's a Neanderthal <laughs> idea. You're exactly right. Speaking of policing, uh, there is a person in the House of Representatives right now that is glowing uh, red because they have become radioactive, and that's Tlaib, uh after her statements about we need to get rid of uh, policemen and police women. Uh, that uh, they're inherently racist and they're taught to be inherently, ra- you know, they're taught to be racist and that it's government-funded murder. Her words, not mine. Yeah, this is uh, a place where I wish uh, Speaker Pelosi, Leader McCarthy, Leader McConnell, and Leader Schumer would, instead of allowing these members to keep ramping up the systemic racism charges denigrating our police, hurting recruiting, uh, and hurting our community feelings around the country, that I wish they would help uh, pass bipartisan positive police reforms that would bring uh, an improvement in trust and communication around the country. And Tlaib, this is not unusual for her, and of course she makes that statement on the day that we have the funeral service here in the rotunda of the Capitol for Billy Evans. Mm-hmm. who lost his life protecting the Capitol on Good Friday, being struck by a uh, guy connected with Louis Farrakhan's philosophy. So, look, each of our communities owes a pledge to each other, to love each other, you know, as Jesus would want us to as a neighbor. Love uh, a neighbor as you would love yourself, uh, the golden rule. And we can do that. We have the ability in each community to have better policing and better neighborhoods by working together and not demonizing police. We need public safety and the people most benefited from public safety are our poorest communities. And with, and with that, the police have obligation to have outstanding training, outstanding officers to weed out bad apples uh, and to uh, step up and work with neighborhoods on better policing, but it's not done in the federal government and it's not helped by hot, rash, uh, ignorant rhetoric uh, that we hear. Well, the the worst statement she made in that little press conference that she had was that the shooting of uh, that young black man was not an accident. I mean, she she said it was not an accident. Well, let's look for the facts and let's look at the uh, at the situation, and let's find out. Let's ask the question. And that poor mayor up there in Brooklyn City, Minnesota, has got his hands full and the acting police chief. Another tragedy. Why do we keep trying to um, divide the country over these tragedies instead of uniting the tr- country over how communities come together and heal about tragedy? That young police officer uh, you know, says she was going for her taser. She made an ultimate catastrophic uh, decision. Let's find out if it was that catastrophic mistake or something premeditated as charged by the left. Uh, but let's not, uh, as I say, ramp up the rhetoric. Let's ask questions and encourage the mayor and the leadership in that community to help bring the community together. All right. Congressman, thanks for the time. It's always a pleasure. We'll take t- we'll talk to you next Wednesday. All the best. Good to see hear you from you all. See you soon. All right. Bye bye now. All right, Congressman French Hill. Coming up after the break, which is next, and we got Rush going to be uh talking about uh an area of concern. Uh we'll have Congressman uh Bruce Westerman. He's coming up. 
Ken and I will be back in a moment, but right now let's turn our attention to Rush, see what he's got for us here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. So uh, David Lucas asked me to ask this question. Do you have questions about filing for Social Security? Get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet that he's got now called Your Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. Uh, The 27-page booklet outlines what you need to know that could help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. If you're within five years of filing for Social Security, get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. As a bonus, you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis that pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone and call right now. That's 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. Joining us from Washington, Congressman Bruce Westerman, District 4. Congressman, how you doing today? Doing great, Dave. Uh, in, in transit here by foot, so if you... Uh if you hear sounds in the background, that's what it is. How okay. are you? I'm doing. I'm doing great. You getting your way past the tanks and stuff around the Capitol? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm inside <laughs> the uh, inside the complex, so uh, it might be hard to get out. But I've, I've found my way in this morning. All right. Well, great. I, I I asked this question of uh, Congressman Hill a moment ago. Do you, have you gotten the uh, Democrats' new lexicon that explains to you how you define the words? infrastructure and bipartisan <laughs> yeah it's uh interesting that you you mentioned that uh because that, that really is part of the uh, uh the playbook for the left is to create a new lexicon you know they do it for gender they do it for now for infrastructure uh bipartisanship so they um you know they really do try to create new words and new definitions and uh, uh try to make that part of society and standardize and i guess we should have known when they started doing it on some things they would, they would do it on others but how do you how do you go on tv with a straight face and talk about social programs being part of infrastructure i, I just don't get that well jill jill brand and sanders both now have said that uh, infrastructure is everything yeah um it's the green the it's the way to get the green new deal um and you know democrats are doing what they said they were going to do and i think people didn't think they were serious when they put all this green new deal stuff out and talked about you know if uh people should have a living wage whether they uh can work or, or choose to work and you look at the policies they're putting out and and they're basically trying to uh socialize our system of government I don't, I don't know how you how you say that any any kinder well you can tell you know, this is ken yang congressman westerman and it's more tongue-in-cheek but you tell your democrat colleagues you got a uh asian american republican that also wants reparations for the railroads that the my uh 
ancestors built uh, for the <laughs> United States, since you are talking about reparations now, too. So please please add that to the list. I will accept my reparations check for our, our toil and labor that my ancestors did. No, I'll get you on the list, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expect to be at the very front of the line, though. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I can't tell you where you'll be on the list, but I'll, I'll take your, your concerns down. So, so, um, so, Congressman, what's your thoughts on, on infrastructure? I mean, the president wants to throw trillions of dollars at infrastructure, but he's not giving you any plan for this. As uh, Congressman Hill said, it was like you got a memo and they said $2.9 trillion for this. I mean, uh, that's not the way you govern. You govern by having specific things that you want to do and here's what the cost is going to be and then i always say add 20 percent because the government is doing it so what's your what's your thought right now where are we on this whole thing well it's it's the uh biden pelosi schumer method of government uh and pelosi is calling the shots up here she's writing the bills um you know, they would never say it publicly, but I know that some of the Democratic committee chairmen are very frustrated that they're not running their committees, that it's the Speaker's office running them. We're doing remote hearings. We're still voting by proxy. We still got the, the inner perimeter to, uh, around the Capitol. You know, they took the outer perimeter down while I was gone. They still got metal detectors around the chamber. Um, but if you look at some of the other stuff that's being talked about, you know, they got this thing called, called 30 by 30 and they're saying they want to um, protect 30% of the land in the country by, by 2030. So I get asked about that all the time by reporters. And I'm saying, you know, 30 by 30 sounds like a good TV show on ESPN, but I don't know what it has to do with, with conservation. <laughs> There's no details to what they're saying. If they if they truly want to practice conservation, where it's wise stewardship of the land, I would say uh, we should be we should have a goal of being good stewards on all of the land, and we should uh, we should have always been doing that. But you know they're good at talking in memes, making catchphrases. They really are uh, a mile wide and an inch deep, and you 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 can't get the details until Pelosi drops a massive bill. And then you uh, all your your fears come true when you start reading the details of what are in the what's in the bill, like the uh, the COVID relief package. But what the administration's put out of the um, two point three trillion dollars, it's kind of a moving number, depending on which day you, they talk about it. Six uh, percent of it would go to actually to roads and bridges. Uh, Another 2% would go to dams and waterways and levees. And then if you put the infrastructure part in, you get another 5%. So you're up to 13% of the of the whole bill goes towards what I think most people would, would call infrastructure. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you throw in all the electric vehicles they're wanting to buy and all the infrastructure for charging stations and all that that um you know i don't i don't know why the private sector can't build charging stations if that's uh, if the market's demanding it but that beside the fact you put all of that in with roads bridges uh, dams um, internet 
and and you get up to 25%. So is there, you know, when I think of infrastructure, Congressman, I also think about the expansion of mass transit in certain places that, that it would be helpful. I in mean, certain places. Yeah. So, I mean, know. is there not even discussion of 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 mass transit in, in, you know, some of the bigger cities that, you know, it'd be more helpful than our highway system? Oh, Railroad Joe yeah. is all over Amtrak. Go ahead, Congressman. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a, a pile of money in there for for Amtrak. Where I was going with that thought is that um, I'm I'm good friends with Jason Smith from Missouri, who's the ranking member on the Budget Committee. He'll be the chairman of the Budget Committee when we win the majority back. And I was talking to him about this yesterday, and his staff had gone in and broken all these numbers down. He he said. And I'm I'm waiting to get the all the data and the backup information on it. But the top line is that if you totally rebuilt every uh, interstate highway system in the United States from scratch in today's dollars, you could do it for five hundred billion dollars. Okay. So think about that, and then think about two point three trillion dollars. And ask yourself, how on earth do you spend that on infrastructure? It's it's not it's not possible. You know, I used to do uh, engineering projects before I came into Congress, and we would, you know, one of the big projects we would do would be two to two hundred fifty million dollars, and that is a a massive project that takes months and months of planning and engineering, and it takes. Um, a couple of years to build it, and and you've got you know uh, a huge project when you're done. Uh, Two point three trillion, I think that would be ten thousand of those projects. Uh, so it's it's hard to even put it in perspective what that much money uh, can buy. Yeah, it's money even, money we don't have. Yeah, and even with the uh, the twenty percent factor for the the government that you were talking about. Uh, with the overruns and everything, you could still build a lot of stuff. Uh, but it's it's a shame that they're talking about, and I think through reconciliation, they'll end up spending that amount of money um, and at the end of the day not get the infrastructure out of it that, that we would all like to see. Unbelievable. You know, and, and there's a need for infrastructure. I mean, there's... Oh, yeah. Um, it, but... But if we took the thirteen percent or and doubled it, you know, get up to twenty five or twenty six percent of the number, um, there's so much we could do with with infrastructure um, for a, a fourth of the the amount of money or a fifth of the amount of money they're talking about putting out there. Um, but uh, I, I doubt that at the end of the day, you know, be a probably another um, shovel ready project thing like the the obama stimulus package all right our guest is congressman bruce westerman from the fourth district we'll continue talking to him as he makes his way to his office in washington dc so dave ellswick show back with him in just a moment right now let me remind you about pat davis his phone number is 501-605-6935 that's 501-605-6935. He's also known as your health plan man, and you can reach him at yourhealthplanman.com. 
com. And why should you be getting a hold of him? Well, he deals with health insurance, but he deals with it in a unique way that will save you lots of money. Uh, if you're by chance self-employed, he's really the guy you need to talk with. Going to save you 30 to 50% on your health insurance. Right now, government's uh, up the amount of subsidies that they're giving out to people to get on the government uh, health care. Problem is, uh, as we've seen in the past, that health care cost goes up and subsidies go down. And when that happens, you're left sitting there holding the bag. So instead of uh, depending upon the government, do it your own, save money doing it, and get uh, health insurance that's actual insurance and not a share plan. You can choose any provider in the nation, and you're often going to get a check when you go to the doctor, urgent care, and even hospitals, and there are no co-pays. And the excess money that may be left over, well, that goes to you and not to the insurance company. Find out more. Get all of the pertinent facts by calling Pat Davis and do that today. 501-605-6935 or set up an appointment to talk with him at uh, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, let's talk uh, some more with Congressman Bruce Westerman. And Congressman, uh, your thoughts about Tlaib. Uh, she made some outrageous statements earlier this week dealing uh, with uh, policing and saying that the shooting that occurred in in uh, Brooklyn, Minnesota, uh, wasn't an accident. She said that it's uh, that local policing is government-sponsored murder and that uh, they're taught to be racist, in fact, and when they go out. Uh, this woman... You talk about somebody throwing Molotov cocktails. She's throwing Molotov cocktails. Yeah, well, first off, I try not to think about her very much. And uh, I usually ignore most of the stuff that, that she says. Um, you know, I had the opportunity last week to uh, travel across my district, and we, we had something called the Hometown Heroes Tour. And this was where people in the community nominated uh, people for this recognition who had gone above and beyond during the pandemic. And it was uh, pretty refreshing that there were two police chiefs in my district who had been nominated for this by, uh, by the local residents because um, you know, they had done stuff like picked up groceries and delivered them to homes and uh, had, you know, just gone the extra mile over and over again. And I would, every time I spoke at one of those events, I talked about how blessed we are in Arkansas where people respect the the law and order, where they respect the police. And, um, you know, it's just, it's infuriating to me when anyone talks like that about the men and women in law enforcement, but especially someone who's been elected to, to Congress. Um, that's just, it's wrong well she said we need to get rid of all the police you know what i think is that you should bring up well let's have a a trial program and start with her district yeah that would be a great idea um and you know they want the the national guard and extra capital police here at the capitol now and they put metal detectors around the the chamber 
um, because uh, they have some fear that they want the police to protect them from. But I guess for the general population, we shouldn't have police. Just, you know, your own private security guards and personal protection uh, will do. And I also noticed um, you know, when a bunch of the, my colleagues on the left were up here past few months, uh, you know, rank-and-file members were getting driven around in, in black SUVs with their own security detail here inside Fort Pelosi. Uh, and I thought, give give me a break. You you can't be that big of a snowflake to uh, uh, you know waste taxpayer dollars like that. Well, they they need to give those up for sure if they're going to ask mm-hmm. Americans to give up their guns and give up their policing. They should have to give up all of their private security. Yeah, well, that's the hypocrisy of the left that runs rampant through uh, most things that we work on, and. Uh, it's what's what's good for for thee is not good for me kind of uh, mentality, um, and what kills me is that they just continue to get away with it. The, the mainstream media uh, promotes the lie and doesn't tell the truth. They don't show you what's really going on. I got one other question about the infrastructure uh, bill. Well, it's not a bill; it's a number that the president has thrown out there with his memo. Uh, they say that. They want the electrical grid to fall under infrastructure spending. Uh, Republicans have already begun pushing back against that, saying that really what the president's wanting to do is to kill fossil fuels by changing the grid. Uh, can you talk about that? Are you, are you familiar with what they're talking about? Yeah, well, they, they obviously want to kill fossil fuels. I mean, it's already evident in uh, the bills that are being passed out of committees in the executive orders from the administration. And uh, when when you were in the break earlier, I was talking to to one of my staff members who was briefing me on an article, I think it was in the Atlantic this morning, um, how these progressives are just fawning over themselves because uh, they thought Joe Biden was was terrible, but uh, he's doing everything they they wanted him to do, which is basically saying he's – He's Joe Biden with Bernie Sanders policies and AOC policies. And, you know, they want to do away with fossil fuels in the United States. Um, they want to, uh, you know, ban all mineral production and yet on federal lands yet tell us that, uh, you know, we're going to have an all electric uh, energy system, which has to have these minerals and elements, which guess where the. Yeah, the they come from China. Is. That's where they yeah. come from. Yeah, it's the when you get into the when they finally put details out, the it, it's so weak that I, it makes me understand why they don't release details because um, they know that they their policies really can't stand any kind of scrutiny. Uh, you know, I'm on the transportation and infrastructure committee, and a couple of my Republican colleagues from that committee had a meeting at the White House on Monday to talk about the infrastructure plan. And they said that every time they tried to ask, you know, what, what are the details? It just kept going back to, uh, you know, a high level of we've, we've got to have a, uh, you know, a big infrastructure plan. We've got to go big, go big or go home. And they would say, well, you know, what does go big mean? What are we going to do? And, and every time they started getting into the details said Biden would, would start talking about the big picture again. So they still don't have any idea what 
the you know the real details of this is, other than you know a top line number, and they want to raise um, taxes to to pay for it. Yeah, by those those rare minerals that we were talking about for batteries and things of that nature for electric cars, seventy percent of that is controlled by China right now, and maybe. President, uh, former President Trump was right when he said, let's get with Denmark and buy Greenland because there's a lot of those kind of uh, uh, minerals over in Greenland. Maybe that's not a far fetched idea. Yeah, it's, uh, we got to get them from somewhere. The, the, the bad thing is, we actually have them here. We have uh, in, in Arkansas, is, um, is home to a lot of rare earth and critical minerals. Uh, so, you know, if, if it's on private property, that might be a, uh, uh, good for, for the Arkansas economy going forward as, as things get more electrified, but we have on public lands, we w- we could be totally, um, independent from, uh, Chinese supply chains if we would just develop what we've got. Sounds good. Congressman, thanks so much. We'll let you get to your office. We appreciate your time. We'll see you again next uh, Wednesday. How's that? All right, Dave. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye now. Congressman Bruce Westerman here on the Dave Ellswick Show, District 4 here in the state. Ken Yang, thanks for coming in. Yes. You you uh, made your way through the raging winds and rain uh, to be here today, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm going to another raging winds and rain at the state capitol. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We'll talk to you again next Wednesday as well. It's Dave Ellswick's show. We'll take a break right now. Be back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning.